Welcome to Summer Skate Studios behind the mask hockey shops. Present College Hockey West Live for July 17, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Arizona State Strength and Conditioning Coach Leanne Blinn. Behind the Masks, College Hockey West Live is brought to you by Peterson Toyota, college graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and nchc.tv. Subscribe to nchc.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to behindthemask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Buy Burrito Express, six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. M-Drive, natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next day at DruryHotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-IN. College Hockey West Live from the Summer Skate Studios presented Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It is Sunday night, which means, of course, it is our staple, our College Hockey West Live podcast. Scott Strandy with you today from a 100 degree day in Denver, Colorado. Those are getting to be common right now. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York, where it's probably a beautiful, what, 80 degrees, uh, sunshine, little breeze off the ocean, uh, and the palatial estates probably got the windows open. Paul, how are you? Uh, number one, uh, I'm not... Uh... Anywhere near the ocean. Well, I mean, I am, but I'm not. Um, number two, palatial estate. I think you have me confused with somebody else. Okay. Uh, probably about 85. And, well, it was close on that. Um, it's a, probably a little stickier than it was by you. But what is this with the Denver and the 100 degrees thing? Oh, this is nuts. No, it's, it's staying upper 90s for the next 10 days, I said in the forecast, and could touch 100 every day. Today, That's though, at least we didn't have bizarre. that monsoon storm like I'm used to in Arizona. Uh, they're, they're starting to appear out here in Colorado, so I'm getting blamed for it by everybody. That well, I, you should be. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't be. I didn't drag that stuff with me. Apparently you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway, <clears throat> well, tonight we're going to continue the Summer of Strength series. As I said in July, we got the uh, world's strongest woman, the uh, reigning uh, 
College Strength Coach of the Year, and Leanne right. Green joining us very, very shortly, about 10, 12 minutes or so. That's wow. Good. These just get better, Paul, and this one is going to be really fun again because Leanne's got a brand-new building to go into this year. She's got 24 home dates. She uh, she doesn't need to, uh, to to worry about being on the road for uh, an entire year like she was two years ago. Yeah, well, we know <laughs> that. Uh, so uh, that's got to be a thrill. Um, we'll find out um, exactly from her when she comes on all about all of that good stuff, I'm sure. And like I said, she is the reigning uh, college strength coach of the year. So um, that we got to talk about that, right? Well, yeah, I'm sure, that, you know, just in case. I don't remember if we asked her about that the last time, but, you know, what? Can well, it was again? December 9th that it was announced. So I don't know that we've had her on since December 9th. But sure, we did. Or did we? Okay. Well, whatever. Um, uh, listen, it may not have been in the last few weeks, but. Well, I know that. <laughs> anyway, uh, development camps are uh, complete. Most well, places, almost. I think. Almost. I think. Except for the virtual ones. They're going to continue on also. Well, <laughs> no, I, I, I'm sure that those are done too, but. Um, I'm joking. Uh, I think that Toronto's is not done yet. Oh, that would be like you to keep track of Toronto's. That we know that for well, sure. Well, but there's a specific reason for that. Yeah, I know. I know. You want to um, keep up to Austin Matthews. <laughs> well, not really, because he doesn't go to these. I know. But I know there are reason. the ASU guys are there. Right, three of them. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Well, Three of apparently them. Toronto knows where to get quality talent. Well, that's true. Apparently that, you know, um, the, uh, yeah, the, the Jackson twins that uh, have transferred over from, yep. yeah, that have transferred over from uh, BU, right. uh, excuse me, North, Northeastern. Northeastern, yes. And uh, goaltender TJ Semptenfelter, also from Northeastern. Uh, up there in Toronto for their development camp. Um, he will be battling it out with Ben Cross, who was at the Coyotes camp, and uh, Gibson Homer out of the National Team Development Program. So uh, a lot of high-level uh, potential there. Yeah, I'm telling you, Paul, if those goaltenders aren't some of the best in the country, then uh, there's something wrong because that, that threesome – uh, could very well be the best threesome in all of college hockey by the end. Well, of there's year. definitely there's definitely some depth there. That's for sure. Well, not only depth but talent. Man, they played in the U.S. team development program. Well, yeah, and, I understand. I get you know, that too. I'm just college prospects. No, I get that. I'm just listen. It's just a point that uh, you know, a, a, any one of those three could be the number one goalie by the end of the season. I have my thoughts, but too early, too early for those too early for Just that. Keep yeah. Them in your yeah. head. Well, <laughs> uh, it's not like they don't have plenty of room. So, um, and the other team that has not had their development camp yet. And it's pretty obvious why I know this. Um, you should probably be able to figure that out. Um, Islanders haven't had theirs yet either. Well, they're seeing a thing getting Azim Kadri. Yeah, but he wouldn't be at these things either. I'm joking. 
I know, I know. Uh, I mean, listen, Austin Matthews might be hanging out at one of these things. I, I can't. I mean, he's if you're probably be... there, he's probably in Arizona hanging out at the new, the new facility there. That's probably what he's doing. Uh, well, the one that then, doesn't have any ice yet. No, but he's probably over oh. the ocean side. Anyway. Uh, well, the, the the crazy part is, I mean, if you're going to be in Toronto, this is the time of the year to be in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, but that's not his choice. He's got to be there oh. in the winter time when they have a hockey season. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Anyway. With no disrespect to uh, Theatreides's, the theater, you know, uh, uh, Tim and, and his father Bob, who I, I speak to occasionally, his father Bob on on, on Twitter, I, they're there in in the winter time. No, no, no. no. <laughs> um, and well, uh, a couple I mean, things with Nas Kadri. Uh, I understand that he's uh, waiting for three t- teams to clear space for him. One being the Islanders. One being the Winnipeg Jets, and the other being the uh, Colorado Avalanche. I don't want to tip anything off yet, but the Colorado Avalanche signed Brad Hunt to a two-year deal the other day, which probably means that Sammy Gerrard is uh, a trade um, prospect. Send him east to somebody, Send and him east. Um, that would free up about five mil, which would be very nice to add to what Nazem's going to need. And um, I know the Avalanche are monitoring it very closely. I would suspect that this week something gets done somewhere. So, well, first of we'll all, under, understand this. First of all, if they want to send Sam Girard East, I'll take him. <laughs> you can have him. Um, <laughs> Most people in Colorado would say you can have him. So yeah, well, me, I don't mean to beat you up, but you, listen, I, as a third pair defenseman, I'll take him. Uh, why don't you take him as a fourth pair? That'd be better. But. And the fact of the matter is, anybody who knows anything about hockey and anything who knows anything about Lou Lamarillo is you are not going to find out. No, no. You, you, he, you are not going to find out anything until it happens. Yeah, yep, you're exactly I mean, correct. It took, I mean, it took probably two or three weeks after July 1st or whatever the heck the time. I mean, even guys like when they signed Parisi and Palmer, those things that all had to be kept quiet. And you understand and you know that in today's media world, that's almost impossible. Oh, yeah. Everybody's everywhere. I mean, people are tracking the Stanley Cup. Where it's going. Well, that I – listen, <laughs> one, of these, one, one day, one year – that's on a bucket list. Be invited to somebody's Stanley Cup party. <laughs> oh, Megs. Megs, when you have yours, Paul wants to come. <laughs> you know? Um, anyway. So, uh, so, yeah, that's it. Uh, Paxton Geisel, uh, the uh, next year commit to Denver, which I still can't believe. I'm shaking my head on that one. He looked really, really solid in Av's development camp. Right. And I was told by an Av scout, that Cameron Wright was the best player at camp. Um, I, I saw two of his goals in the scrimmage. He was a snipe. I mean, nothing cheap about these. These were NHL-style goals. And um, the way the Avalanche or the uh, Colorado Eagles lost all of their players to Nashville, three or four or five of them, um, they might need Cam Wright pretty bad to score. 
Well, this is what I'm going to say because, and I know that I'm going to get crap for this, but you know, you have some of these guys, these elite skill guys, especially in the development camps, like you saw it with 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 a bunch of different players, the, the high draft picks, etc. Um, you know, it's one thing when Andre Vasilevsky drops to his knees the minute the puck gets into the his defensive zone and leaves half the net open. These guys in the development camps for the most part are not close to Andre Vasilevsky. No, no. Okay. And these guys go down and I'm going to, and, and I will die on this, on this hill. These goalies <laughs> go down way, way, way too fast <laughs> at all levels of hockey. Now it's just insane. Okay. Yeah, Why, you, you, you're because all of a sudden goalies don't know how to use their sticks. They they definitely need to work on it. There's no doubt about. I that. mean, forget about. We're not. I'm not talking about Joey Decord passing the puck. Yeah, you're talking about stick I'm, pokes and and stopping. Yeah, they, the puck they the don't. Stick. Yeah, they don't know how rebound. to use their sticks anymore. Yeah, I hear you. I don't know if I don't think that's Leanne trying to get on, but Leanne, if you can hear me, all you need to do is hit one of those circles with a plus in it, uh, gray circle, and I'll be glad to connect you. If that is not you, we will wait for Leanne. Uh, I did tell her uh, seven forty-five Mountain Times. So we still got a couple minutes to I, go. I'm but pretty sure she has her name on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she does too. I just was, so. uh, I just was throwing it out there because I'm running the board tonight, of course. As well, you yeah, know, for, yeah. And, well, uh, I can see everything and. Yeah. Uh, see yep. what's going on. So I just wanted to throw that out there. So as development camps wind down, now it's it, we're still kind of messing around with these few free agents that are left out there. People are trying to find their roster. Stephen Marsh and myself were just talking the other night about the uh, Pacific Division rookie camp, if you will. That'll be out in San Jose already September 16th, I believe, is when it starts. So um, it's creeping up on us, Paul. There's no doubt about it. Oh, there's, I, I totally understand that. Um, I mean, that's just, I don't want it to go that fast. The holy smokes, we're already in the middle of July, and I feel like the school year just ended. Oh, man. Yeah, if you've been doing the kind of paperwork that I've been doing over the last two weeks, you, <laughs> you'd want it to end. <laughs> anyway, um, so as we wait uh, for Leanne, let's take a quick break. Let's come back and see if we can connect with the strength and conditioning coach from Arizona State, Leanne Blinn, in just a couple of minutes. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on NCHC.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or behindthemask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, 
wheels and bearings for your inline skates or extra rolls of tape for your stick. At Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR? You think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from a very hot Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein joining me from Long Island, New York. And it's our pleasure to bring on the reigning NSCA College Strength Coach of the Year, Leanne Blinn, the Strength and Conditioning Coach for Arizona State Hockey and much, much more. Leanne, Scott, and Paul with you. First of all, how are you? And when I say hot, I'm sure it's nothing like what you're enduring right thank now. you <laughs> yeah it's way hotter down here it's 100 <laughs> degrees in denver though it's just a little much leanne i just yeah. <laughs> and it stays mid 90s to 100 for like the last two weeks it's crazy and that is really, crazy we're even getting monsoon storms that's not supposed to happen here <laughs> oh it's not at all that's crazy all right well let's jump into this thing right off the get-go um, Paul and I were debating whether we've had you on since you were the uh, the strength and conditioning coach of the year. But if we haven't, and shame on us for not remembering, congratulations on a great honor. I uh, We had Cam uh, Davidson on from Colorado College, and he had nothing but good things to say about you. Cam is awesome. He's he's unbelievable. I've known him for a, for a long time, many years. Um, I think I'm a little bit older than him, but... Um... Yeah, he, he's, he's a great dude, great strength coach, is great person overall. I love him. Love him to death. All right, well, Paul wants to jump in, but I'm going to beat him to the punch. Yeah, um, how excited you are for this new building, which I understand now is closer and closer by the day. 
I can't wait. It's, I think everyone's like a kid in a candy store, like just waiting, excited to get in there. Um, the weight room, the facilities as a whole are unbelievable. Training room, the locker room, um, everything is just, it's, it's a, so can't, definitely can't wait. Definitely can't wait. Coach, obviously the pictures we see are of the bowl itself and the seats and the, where the ice is going to go and all of this other stuff. Uh, how much left do they have to do to the, to the weight room? And how many times have you changed what's going in there <laughs> or what's going on and how it's going to go in there uh, in the last six months? Well, the, the design has actually been pretty set for a while, um, which I'm pretty happy with. Um, the only thing that's changed, well, I had to go the other day to make sure actually the equipment could get in through the doors, which they can. So <laughs> what? <laughs> that, was, that was the biggest question for me. Um, can the equipment fit it? But they, most of it comes apart and we can bring it in. So, yeah, we're, we're good. We're golden. We're golden. Yeah. I'm, I'm OCD and like have to have things done ahead of time, you know. So, uh, how do they not? I don't know. I, I mean, listen. I I learned a lesson a long time ago because the house I'm in is the only house I ever I ever owned, and I didn't know anything about making sure there was an extra wide gate to get things in the backyard. These guys are construction. How did that? How did they not figure the equipment's got to go in? I don't know. I don't know. It, it was it was fine though. Like it, it okay. was good. It was fun. It was fine. All right. Fine. I had okay. To make so fine. so my next question for you is: Have you even had time to think about the fact that you're going to have 24 home dates this year out of a 36 game season? And how great is that going to be? Not to be being on the road every other weekend. Oh, uh, and the year, the COVID year of being on the road <laughs> every every week, it's it's going to be unbelievable. It, it's. It's unbelievable to have that many home games, um, and the the facility is just uh, is awesome. There's not a bad seat in the house. Like it's going to be an amazing, amazing facility to watch a game. And I know the boys are excited, coaches are excited, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. It's going to be a great atmosphere. And definitely yeah. travel is awesome. <laughs> Leanne, did did everybody just want to stay in Tempe this year just to make sure it got done? Nobody yes. wanted to leave. <laughs> Nobody wanted to leave. They wanted to make sure. They wanted to make sure. Absolutely, absolutely. And we should be in there pretty soon. Weight room will probably be September, um, but uh, they want to put that in last and put the floor in. We have a special floor going in with turf, um, so we're able to do some sprint work and some speed work in there. Um, it's a small space, but short step first step quickness is all i need for him anyway so it's good wait turf yeah <laughs> turf I got, I got a little turf area oh yeah i'm making those boys drag drag sleds <laughs> push sleds it's not it's not a plane or anything but they're still gonna have to, you know push and pull heavy things uh, that's see that's because i i assume that the football team works out in the athletic building yeah. uh, this is the first time i've ever heard of a segment of astroturf in a weight room. Yep. There's some facilities <laughs> that are starting to put it in. Um, so but where yeah, did that I, where did that idea come from? Uh, just figuring things out and figuring out how your program evolves and figure out what you need and what you do. And for me, a turf area is really was really critical in terms of our speed development, running mechanics. 
and uh, all the mobility, um, you know, injury prevention stuff that I do. So, you know, it's not just about having racks and racks upon racks or machines upon machines. Um, you know, sport, sports are about moving and I need you guys to move. So I need to have that space. Love it. Um, Leanne, when I brought this up to Paul in late May, early June, I said, hey, in July, I want to spend a month talking to strength and conditioning coaches and call this series Summer of Strength. And, and he goes, are we going to have enough to talk about? And I'm going like, yeah, trust me, there'll be plenty to talk about. Okay, so you're the third, you're the third strength and conditioning coach you've had on. We had Cam. Yep. Uh, we had um, uh, Chris Kerr from Liberty University okay. on our ACHA side. Yep. And I've already learned so much about strength and conditioning that I didn't know. And now we're starting to hear that from you as well. So I'm going to ask you what I asked both of them. Um, is there an area that you really think needs to be improved on in the players that come in, um, not only the returning guys, but the new guys? Is there one area where you look right away and go, we got to do this? I think it depends on training age of the guys. So I put my guys in buckets um, based on where they're at. So some guys are going to have that come in that are more developed, um, that have had great strength conditioning programs. And you're going to have other, other guys that come in that don't have, didn't have as good of an experience where strength conditioning was an important piece. So I'll put our guys in buckets and say, hey, we're going to work more on mobility, flexibility, single leg, balance, coordination type stuff. Um, I have other guys that are um, have a higher training age, meaning a longer period of time in the weight room. We can just jump right into it. Um, so I, I try to put, them, put guys where they need to be. Um, it's going to help them develop over their four years. And there's a lot of things that are going to be the same too. Are we all going to sprint? Absolutely, we're all going to sprint. Are we all going to do some form of legs, whether it's a back squat, front squat, pit shark, um, pushing, pulling, we're all going to do some form of that, but everyone's going to have their own little nuances within their programs to help them develop individually. Okay, before you go, what is in as plain English as you can explain, <laughs> what is a pit shark? Uh, <laughs> Pit shark is basically, it's like a leg press, except you're standing. So you're standing and there's a belt that goes around your waist and you squat with the, uh, the weight attached to your waist instead of anything loaded on your shoulders. Oh, so. oh, uh, okay. I, 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 that makes, I, I get that. That's, that's good because, um, <laughs> that <dumb me> down <laughs> enough? <laughs> well, I don't know if you can ever dumb anything down enough for me, but that's, um, okay. I, yeah. Once you're talking about as, as I piece it together in my head, sometimes I'm a little slow, so I have to put it <laughs> together. Leanne, in pieces. Don't, don't get so. this confused with the shark that's swimming outside its beach. Uh, yeah, I, seriously. I <laughs> well, no, he's not kidding. They, I live about 10 no. minutes from a beach. They had to close the other day cause there were sharks. I heard there's been shark attacks on the, on the East coast. Yeah. So, um, because I'm still confused cause I spent, um, an, an hour earlier this evening, trying to cross-reference some things and listening to Scott talk to uh, Chris Kerr, Kerr, Kerr. And, yeah. and and he spent ten minutes on the big toe. So, <laughs> um, 
once again i once again i kind of understand it but at the same time um I, I this is like the first time i'm hearing things like this and i'm like okay it makes sense but i i should have paid a little bit more attention in kinesiology and physiology classes <laughs> Oh, you had seven years at ASU. You should have gotten something out of it. Yeah, you should have gotten well, something out of it. Seven yeah, years. Yeah, but you, but you think that I, 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 that seven years, there's a lot of things I have, a lot of times where <laughs> the memory is a little shot from uh, not being a, an athlete and having to do all that stuff that the athletes do. So, uh, and it was the 80s. So I don't know if any of that counts. Yeah, yeah uh, that's true. <laughs> so, um, it, to me, when I heard that, I'm like, I know that with technology and everything else, it's gotten specific, but I didn't realize he had gotten that specific. Yeah, there's some people that uh, get way into nitty gritty down down to the minor, the minute details, not minor details, but minute details um, of movement and movement patterns and, and how your body works together. So, you know, the strength conditioning has changed so much over the years. It's no longer that meathead mentality. Um, it's no longer strength conditioning. You had to understand evolved basically from football. Football right. was that's where the strength conditioning world came from, and it's evolved. Even within football, it's evolved. It's not just hey, we're gonna we're gonna squat heavy and bench heavy and deadlift or clean heavy. You know, there's there's a lot more that goes into it. Um, even my days from back being at Boston College. Um, many moons ago where strength conditioning as, as a strength conditioning coach, the only, the only one, only program that did speed work or running mechanic type stuff was football. Everyone else was, Hey, the coach would send the team into the weight room and you'd spend your hour or 45 minutes with that team lifting weights. But that was, that was the only piece you spent time with them. Now it's become way bigger. Now it's, you do the speed work, you do the lifting piece, you're doing conditioning, you're doing mobility, you're doing dynamic warm-ups, you're doing much greater things with our student athletes as a strength coach than what's been done in the past. So our profession has evolved significantly. significantly. And by the way, I'm not trying to knock what Chris said. I'm just, just hearing this broken <laughs> no, down right. to that detail level just is something that I'm like, whoa. So I, I, I just wanted to make that clear. <laughs> no, no, you're good. I get it. I get it. <laughs> okay. I get it. Okay. Um, so I want to ask you this, Paul, before you jump in next, I got to ask her this because she already talked about first step quickness. Um, I also asked Chris and Cam about, um, I asked them the difference between how they train for quickness versus speed. But I want to ask you, Leanne, how you blend the two. Because uh, I had a chance to watch a lot of Denver hockey, a lot of Colorado uh, Avalanche hockey, and there's so many differences between the quickness and the speed. I mean, a Nathan McKinnon, for example, has got just flat-out speed. Um, other guys have real quickness, and then Kale McCarr is just a freak. He just does whatever Kale McCarr wants to do. Um, so how do you blend those two when you're uh, devising a uh, plan of attack, if you will, for your guys? So for me, I break it down into three in three different components. So it's first step quickness or acceleration, change of direction, and top end speed. So programming, I look at, I, like we talked about earlier, I put our guys into buckets. 
So I will have them come in when they, when they come in, they test, I have them do a 10 yard sprint and we'll do a five ten five agility pro agility. And it makes me look at change of direction or agility quickness. And it makes me look at their first step quickness and acceleration, um, with the 10 yard sprint. So from there, I'll devise a program training each of the guys. Do they need more work on first step running mechanics? And the hard thing is, is running is, very different than skating the skating stride like nothing mimics and not that you're ever going to mimic skating in a, in a weight room you want to train muscles in terms of what's going to help from an injury prevention standpoint but running running doesn't have a whole lot of carryover into skating and some of your best skaters aren't your best runners and some of your best runners aren't your best skaters um, so for me, it's looking at their qualities each athlete's qualities of power explosiveness and speed um traits and putting them into the buckets of hey you got to work on your top end speed you got to work on your first step um first step acceleration or you have to which is like a five yard sprint or change direction agility we do five ten fives we do um cutting and shuffling and crossover runs and and certain movement patterns if that makes sense <laughs> yeah it totally does it totally does um i've got to quickly follow that up paul's chomping at the bit i can already tell <laughs> Uh, Whatever. I, I got to follow that one up by um, change of direction. Is that something that can be dramatically improved or do you see guys come in that just have natural ability? I mean, uh, I talked with a guy from the avalanche the other day about Kale McCarr and he said, you know, Kale never goes forward or backward. He's always going sideways or circles or whatever. Uh, and you look at his feet and you go like, how do you even get your feet in that position? But so my, my question is, is, is that really something you can improve on dramatically or just? You, you can pr improve on it. Uh, lowering center of gravity, getting okay. guys to bend their knees, getting guys to not stand up so tall, arm action. So teaching them how to um, move their arms with their legs and your arms drive your legs. Same thing when it comes to skating. Obviously with skating, you're on skates and you have a stick in your hand, but running straight on, your arms almost are the same from a front to back motion rather than a side to side motion. The change of direction piece of it is learning how to lower your center of gravity and leaning into the direction you wanna go. You have a plant leg and you have a push off leg and then teaching them how to use both, both legs simultaneously and pushing off, planting and turning in, and leaning in that direction you wanna go. So there, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of like, I break things down like our freshmen are here and none of them have ever been taught to run. So, but some guys are better, just better athletes, um, better genetics, better, they, you know, you can't pick your mom or dad, um, but you know, they, they got better genetics and they're more fast twitch muscle fiber. Um, and the guys that are more fast twitch muscle fiber can move a lot quicker um, than that guys with slow twitch, but they have the guys with slow twitch muscle fiber can go longer. Uh, if that makes, makes sense. Okay, so now you now you've made now 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 you're in an area that I that I do kind of I do understand. <laughs> yeah, can you see all the the fast and slow twitch stuff? I totally understand that. Now, like I said, I should have paid more attention in kinesiology class, but that day I was paying attention. So, do you find that players that are defensemen and maybe even goalies have more? slow twitch muscle fibers than forwards because defensemen tend to stay be able to stay on the ice longer and obviously goalies have to be on there uh the whole game 
um, and you also do soccer. So is there a comparison, say, between defensemen and soccer players? I I would say so. Um, I would say they're – because from a conditioning standpoint, you know, your your forwards are – have more have even though they have the same time on ice for most say they can stay longer because they don't defensemen can stay longer on the ice because they don't have as as many movements um and don't have to go as far as forwards go forwards cover more ground than defensemen do but i do think i do think that defensemen are a little more slow twitch than than forwards are absolutely Okay, so not getting into specifics, it doesn't take a, a genius to look at that roster that you have in front of you and you see a lot of NHL um, logos next to them. Coach Powers told me three or four years ago, Leanne, that I don't care about them. I just want the best hockey players. <laughs> and then I winked at him and said, okay, let's just go with that. Uh, but they're, guys that are coming in with that, do they bring different requirements based on the fact that they have uh, their rights uh, owned, and I use that in air quotes, by uh, NHL teams, or are they still just letting you take take over and, and train them the way you would uh, an NCAA team? Basically, I train them the way that I would as an NCAA team, but I also work closely with, with their team's strength coach to say, okay, what do you see? They'll send me you know, test results when they go into camps. Um, hey, what are you seeing? What am I seeing? What can we incorporate in? Um, you know, because we want them the best that they can be here, but we also know the end goal is, you know, the other team has, has the rights, our teams have rights to them. Um, you know, so we, I, I do a pretty good job of collaborating with, with those teams and their strength coaches. All right. Now, we, we know in football, um, guys are just bigger and bigger than ever. In hockey, Guys are still um, – you wouldn't know they were hockey players standing next to them sometimes. Okay? Now, you have freshmen coming in, uh, and, and I don't know if they've all been tested or whatever the NCAA rules are, uh, but you have freshmen coming in, for example, somebody's 6'2", 220 pounds, and yet you have other freshmen that are coming in um, – that are uh, 5'8", 165 pounds. So how do you, you know, be, what do you get from them and I guess their junior teams from before, they, before you step foot on campus? Um, I mean, I don't get anything, basically. Okay. I have a conversation. Um, with the guys once they once they sign, you know, there's a whole lot of compliance rules that goes along with with uh, signing. Once they sign their NLI, you can talk to them. Um, right. But until then, you really can't ask anything um, or have any contact with them. So once they sign their NLI, I'll reach out to them, say, Hey, what do you have? What do you have access to? Um, you know, there's a lot of junior teams that don't have strength coaches. Um, right. So. Some, some kids are coming in with a high training age and some kids are coming in with a very low training age. So it comes down to having an actual conversation with the player and with the kid and saying, okay, what have you done? What do you know how to do? Um, and then sending them a program up until they get here that's going to help them succeed 
with what they have and what they know. Um, if a kid has never done cleans before, I'm not going to throw a clean in their program and say, okay, figure it out. I'm going to wait till they get here. If uh, a guy has a history of shoulder issues or a shoulder injury, um, I'm not going to, you know, throw certain movements at him, not knowing what I'm getting into until he's here, you know. Are there ways to get baselines from guys? I mean, actual results for a baseline from guys if they are, say, the junior team that hasn't had a strength coach or doesn't have a strength coach? Is there ways to do that? Not really. Not really. Okay. I mean, unless you unless you have them go to go to the gym and videotape themselves. Um, otherwise, there's no other no other way. Okay, because you uh, you can't really get very scientific with that, can you? No, no, okay. no. <laughs> I'm just asking. Well, so I only asked that, and I asked that for another reason. Like when you look at the, your page on the on 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 the website, I don't know what you have Jacob Semick sticking his hands in that bucket to do. Oh, rice bucket. He's working on his wrist. <laughs> okay, well, I, I don't. I, I can't. I just see him putting his hands in a bucket. I don't. You know, I, I don't know what's in the bucket. That's why I asked. I, I tell the boys there's a hundred dollar bill at the bottom of the bucket, and it's theirs. <laughs> Scott, you better get some of those rice buckets. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, I was thinking uh, maybe gas cards would be motivation for people uh, yeah. with our new sponsors coming up, but <laughs> but maybe maybe a hundred dollar bill in the bottom of a rice bucket is pretty good. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll work on that. Um, so I also ask all of our strength coaches, and I continue to do that. Leanne is, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but we added three new teams to our coverage area this year. So we now have both Alaskas and Lindenwood along with you guys, yep. Denver, Colorado College, and Air Force. So um, when I was when I was asked, I always go, is there one drill that you think might be unique or one drill that's a favorite of yours where you go, hey, I, I got to do this drill with every player. Uh, it's just that important to me. Um, I think. Hmm, how about pulling a plane? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Cam that's OK. <laughs> I told Cam about that. I, he said, I'm going to start looking for space at the Colorado Springs <laughs> Airport. <laughs> That's said, awesome. Maybe, maybe they can pull a Cessna. And I said, that would never go with Leanne. It's got to be much bigger. <laughs> <laughs> much bigger, much bigger. Um, you know, I, I don't think there's one drill that, that's a go-to for me. I um, I do lots of different things. Like, I, I like... I like looking at guys and, and like I said earlier, evaluating and, and the programs have changed over the years. It's your, the principles and the baseline principles of strength conditioning don't change. Um, philosophies can change over time. Um, so I don't like to have a philosophy of what works or what doesn't. For me, it, it's finding out what works for each player. Um, and, and, and looking at, Hey, some guys do better with single leg, um, single leg training. Some guys do better with double leg training. So it's, so it's me, it, it's really about individualizing certain things for guys. Um, and that's how, for me, it's how I build buy-in too. Um, it, it's not just a cookie cutter type type program. Um, I like challenges at the end of workouts, like grip challenges and um, different team type things that I think help build uh, camaraderie and culture within a program. Um, so I'm really, I'm really big on that kind of stuff. Okay, so final, okay, final one for me, then I'll let Paul do the final one. 
Um, <laughs> no, he this won't. one is um, we all know Johnny, and finally Johnny's gone now at, at retirement age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, retirement he, age. He finally moved on. But do you have another Johnny Walker that you've seen coming up, a, a character, if you will, or uh, a special kid that you can pick out? I don't want you to single out just one for that reason, but um, tell us about somebody that's special in that Arizona State locker room, at least in the weight room. Ooh, um, you, you can gotta, go with Demetrius. I've seen his workout. Yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say Como. Como and Jacob Semek have been unbelievable. Um, I think Sem is a quiet leader, um, but has done an awesome job. I think Como, I love Como. He's, I, I like to make, I guess I should say. Like, <laughs> they all do. But <laughs> they all do, yeah. Um, they all make fun of Como. No, I, I love that kid. I love his work ethic. Um, Josh Doan is special. Um, Merch is special. Like everyone has their own little little things um, that make them special. Um, character wise, I'm trying to think of. Johnny's <laughs> well, Johnny. there's no comparison there's to Johnny. There's no comparison you know to Johnny Walker. No. There is no. zero comparison to Johnny Walker. No. Um, I love that kid. We miss that kid. Um, but there's no real true comparison to, to him. Um, you know, Copper Rudd's kind of there. I, th- I think Copper is pretty is pretty close to Johnny um, in, in his demeanor. Um, I'll, I'll leave it with Copper, I think. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. Okay, Paul. All right, so uh, this is new to me, so I'm going to ask this. Um, uh, it looks like you guys were able to bring in an assistant athletic trainer. Uh, there's no bio on him other than his name. Uh, Rick Kovard, can we get some details just so we can mention him too, since he's in the program now? So Rick has been with us. Rick, okay, because this is the first. This is the first time I'm seeing his name on 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 the the, the hockey page. So that's why I uh, I'm asking. Maybe they updated it, but Rick was with us with us uh, last year. Okay. Uh, so this is year two. Yeah, year two for him. Um, Rick's awesome. He's a great athletic trainer. Um, we work really well together um, coming up with, you know, return to play concepts and ideas. And um, so Rick, Rick's great. He's really he's a really good addition. Great addition. Okay, I'm sending Paul Hornstein out there, the ASU alum, for opening weekend. So be nice to him, okay? <laughs> uh, we'll see. When I get on the plane, I'll let you know. But until then... Um, it'll get out there eventually. (laughs) And secondly, you'll see me, uh, quite frequently starting with Colorado college when they arrive. Um, We're, uh, we're looking forward to seeing it, man. Uh, if you had to pick one weekend that you're really looking forward to, and there are a bunch of them, um, um, don't pick one. Give us a couple that you're going to to Vegas. I know that, but Vegas is going to be pretty fun. (laughs) (laughs) Vegas is definitely going to be a great weekend. Um, we have so many awesome games this year. Like it's, you know, Desert Classic. We're you know hosting that. Yeah. Um, there's I, Colorado College comes down. I get to see Cam, so I'm a little you know, because he's a good he's a good friend. So I'm a little selfish in that sense. Um, but there's so Minnesota. There's so many good teams that are coming here this year. Um, it, it's hard to pick. It's really hard to pick. I'm looking forward to going to Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska, because I've never been there as far as travel-wise. But, um, yeah, there's there's so many good teams that we're playing this year. It's unbelievable. Well, at least you guys are st- – oh, no, you guys aren't making <laughs> – you're making that trip. No, what are you 
Going? No, that's nuts. Oh, it's March. It's still going to be cold. What are you crazy? No. We go to Fairbanks too, so it's going to be yeah, cold. But, yeah, but at least that's. Uh, no, yeah, that is nuts. No, what are you doing? I, I mean, I guess you have to, but holy smokes. You guys are going to Fairbanks in February. Uh, what was the coach thinking? I, Man, I, apparently Paul schedule. doesn't realize I know, I know. Sport, so. We're going to Clarkson, too, which is almost in Canada, which is going to be freezing <sighs> there, too. Yeah, but at least that's November. You have a shot for it to be... New Hampshire uh, you know, in December. In the 30s. Now that's Listen, I live up here. I know how nuts this is. <laughs> Not from Massachusetts. I get it. <laughs> Holy smokes. No, you're supposed to. No, I got to talk to the coach about this scheduling thing. <laughs> you guys are not supposed to be making those trips to those places at that time of the year. You're supposed to do that in October or. or, or, or holy jeez. <sighs> Leanne, thanks so much for spending some time with us. It's always our pleasure. Uh, keep up the great work, and let's get those Sun Devils back in the NCAA tournament where they belong, and let's hoist a big trophy uh, in that new building in April. How about that? Absolutely. We'd love that. We'd love that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an awesome year. Leanne, thanks, Leanne, coach. The strength and conditioning coach and the reigning college strength coach uh, of the year joining us. We'll say, uh, a big thank you to Leanne, and Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to wrap up another episode of College Hockey West Live. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, guys. Indeed it is College Hockey West Live. It's our Sunday night staple. Scott Strandy with you in Denver, Colorado tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein from about 10 feet below sea level where there are no sharks on Long Island, New York. Well, actually, there are actually sharks all over the place, <laughs> on the ice and in, in, and in the water. You're surrounded uh, by them out on the island. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just weird because I don't remember any of this growing up, that's for sure. Yeah, um, well... Of course, um, remember your memory, so.
Well, yeah, that's the problem. I don't remember most of it. There's plenty of times I'm like, we did? We, what? we did what? Wayne. Well, you know, as, as I said, and we started uh, this series, that it's going to be fun. It's going to be a little different. We're going to be able to hear some different things. Um, every show I try to dig into some commonalities and some things that are different. And Leanne was certainly no different. She had some great ideas and some great thoughts. And that, that's the beauty of this, Paul. And that's why I really wanted to do this was because every strength and conditioning coach not only has a different plan for their players, but they have a different plan in what they think is the way to improve. And I think Leanne hit a point that, that, that I thought was really important. And the others have too, but uh, she really is stressing strength and conditioning to prevent and avoid injuries as much as possible. And if you get them to uh, recover and get back on the ice. And we've seen her over the last five, six years uh, where she's taken some athletes that I thought they're not coming back. And she's trained them uh, along with the athletic trainers to come back and play hockey. Well, listen, uh, you know, I'm just trying to keep up with the vocabulary. <laughs> um, I mean, like I said, I, I mean, I, I, I get the theories, even if I don't understand the vocabulary. Um, right. You know, being around it, at least on the outside and having a little bit of a base of knowledge. Of course, that base was, you know, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. Um, and obviously things have, uh, are in another stratosphere and basically, you know, the difference between a, you know, what the Wright brothers were flying and was, is my base of knowledge. And, you know, the Apollo ships are where they are in terms of, uh, uh, strength and conditioning now compared to what I know, but at least it's not strange to me, even if I have to have them uh, explain some things. And it's it's just insane um, what they've, you know, where it's come. And like she said, you know, it used to be mostly football. And now, you know, you have to do this if you want to play. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're not, you know, this is, even at the college level, it's, it's not a, a it's a 12 month a year deal. Yeah. I mean, like I was telling you here at Denver, they played to the very last game of the college season. And a week later, when I went in to, uh, to visit with Cam Wright, uh, there were guys, Sean Barron's other guys that were working out already. I'm going like, dude, you didn't even take a week off. Nope. They just no. keep on moving. They just keep on moving one way or the other. No. And, 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 and I'm pretty sure Leanne said that, um, the freshmen are there already. Yeah, she's got all the freshmen there, she said. You know, I mean, um, you know, and, and I assume then that except for the guys that are at development camps and maybe Josh Doan and, and Ty Murchison because they're heading up to the the camp for the World Junior team, uh, that the rest of those guys are there too. Yeah, I would assume. I mean, uh, yeah, I I don't know. And, and I don't I know either. This is, I mean, listen, maybe they're not back yet from the development. Not all of them, but, well, you know, like that's, said, that's the way it is, it, you know, everywhere that the freshmen come in early and maybe get acclimated to school and all that. Well, don't forget, you've got the freshmen that came in and, 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 and a half dozen transfers 
that have to get acclimated to Arizona State too. <laughs> you know, um, and like I said, uh, maybe the development guys went away, you know, obviously went to the camps and are going right back when they're done, except for, like I said, Josh Stone and, and Ty Murchison. But, you know, this is 12 months. And, yep. you know, like I said, we haven't seen most of these guys play the, the freshman play um, because, you know, we just haven't. Um, you know, maybe we've seen some of the transfers play a little bit with not necessarily having paid as much attention to them at the time because they weren't wearing an ASU uniform. So, um, I mean, I, like I said, I, I assume that everybody's there and it is going to be, uh, uh, a very interesting season. And, you know, obviously I can wait, but I can't wait. <laughs> I hear you. Well, I, when you look at it on paper, like I told you that uh, the other day when we were talking about guys that went to development camp, and this isn't taken away from any other program that we cover, but, you know, Lindenwood being new, they didn't have anybody that went. Uh, Alaska's didn't have anybody that went. Colorado it's not a College. knock on them. No, no, I'm not knocking them. I'm just saying that um, what Coach Powers has built in a very short period of time uh, has got to have opened, if it, if it hasn't opened everybody's eyes, um, they should all be open now. Um, this program is continuing to get better and better as we knew it would. We knew the crescendo was going to come with the new building, um, that they were peaking for that. The, the, the schedule tells you that. The roster tells you that. Um, now it's a matter of taking what's on paper and putting it on the ice and turning right. it into a team that can get into the NCAA tournament and do some damage. And there's absolutely, Paul, no reason – why this roster can't be a force. Well, listen, I, I, they're going to be as deep as they've ever been. There are a lot of guys that I'm looking forward to, to seeing that have kind of for the first, you know, been following at least uh, with a curiosity um, in terms of, of, of when they committed. So we're, you know, we're going to wait and see and, um, looking forward, obviously, to uh, even just camp. And when they get, you know, and 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 I'm kind of happy too with the extra week of practice. Probably not as happy as the coaches. Oh, I'm but, sure. I'm sure they're excited. You know, um, but that's when you get to really see, and that's when you really get to hear uh, what's going on, and. You know, as much as I'd like to see it for myself, um, you know, it's a strange thing. They expect me to show up to work, so, you know. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, we got to fix that problem. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. Let me know how yeah. that works. Uh, we got to fix that problem. But anyway, um, you know, like I said, rounding it back to uh, strength and conditioning again, she's the best. She was selected by the best. Uh, of all of college strength and conditioning um, that tells that she knows what she's doing yet. She always has, and they all do. They all have their own little things that they think are the most important. Right. As you mentioned, Chris Kerr was talking about the big toe and how important that was. And it really hit a nerve with me because uh, I quit playing golf 
basically because I had to have two bunionectomies, one on each foot. And uh, when I got back in to just learn how to walk again after that, that was the strength, uh, the, the point of emphasis was the big toe. Uh, and I did tons of drills. And then when I started hitting golf balls again, all of a sudden, magically 30 or 35 yards off the tee reappeared. So I know from a golf standpoint that that's extremely important. But he was digging into, and I got him started on it by asking him about Kale McCarr. I said, how does Kale McCarr turn and, and have so much power and finesse at the same time? And he said, it's in his big toe. Both of his big toes. Clearly, Well, yeah, I mean, I get that too. I, I just... Uh... I, you know, like I said, I, I was listening. That's not exactly what I expected to hear. Um, <laughs> that's why I wanted to do this series. <laughs> no, I get it. Um, you know, I mean, it's just. And and you heard Leanne say that that quick first step is one of the most important things for her. And she wants to build the guys up so they have a very quick first step. Well, think about a, a face off anywhere on the ice. That first step quickness is is second to none. Um, yeah, you've got to have that, and everybody's got to have it. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt that you know you that's what's got to go on. I mean, uh, I mean, face it. I mean, there's just that explosive first step makes all the difference in just about every battle. Yep, and and then then you have how... strength strength on your skates and being right. able to win puck battles, win board battles, win battles in front of the net. I mean, there, there's just so many little things that go into it, and I think I kind of took away from Leanne that she understands the speed is necessary, but I think she would much rather see her guys win the first step and win the win the strength battles than worry about being the fastest guy down the ice. Uh, well. I, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. So, um, no, I'm just was, saying that that's kind of what I took away from it. You know, it's like, uh, and I'm not saying that she doesn't think speed is important because I know she does. Right. Obviously. But I just think that, that that's really important is that first step, uh, quickness, and then also being strong on the skates where they can't get moved around, pushed around. And that strength also helps, uh, curb your, your, Injury potential, hopefully, so you don't well, get injured as easily. Listen, yeah, well, listen, flukes happen. I mean, oh, you know, there's course. nothing they you can do about that. Do, but, but. Um, yeah, I mean. Well, I'm, I'm thrilled to see those guys on the ice because, like I said, I followed Denver fairly close last year. Right. And the only thing that I can't measure at this point with Arizona State is the team cohesiveness. Because I told you, remember, if you remember back to last September, I said, Paul, I don't know that I've ever seen a team like these pioneers as close as they are and as motivated as they are and as behind the scenes quiet as they are. I mean, they were on a mission from July last year, and I think Arizona State's got a similar um, talent base to work with. It's a matter of whether they can create cohesiveness so that in a tight game, you figure out how to win that tight game. Uh, in a game that's a blowout, you figure out how to blow them out. I mean, that's what that's what DU did all year long, is that whatever it took to get a W, they knew how to do it. And that came from being together uh, in the summertime with strength and conditioning coaches. So 
my fingers are crossed for Arizona State that that's happening right now and that they're all building that um, next well, man up mentality and one one for all and all for one. There are going to be benchmark games. There is no doubt about that. Oh, um, there's going to be a bunch of them. They're 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 going to get tested right away with those first four games uh, against uh, your Bulldogs and at Bemidji without question. Um, and then, you know, not much later than that, you know, that trip to Vegas and the trip to Clarkson that Leanne mentioned. Notice how these are all basically road games. Right. Yep. Okay. But but then you got to take care of business at home. You got CC Well, you do, home, but you know. You do um and we get that. Um but we know since they have so few road games this year that those become benchmarks and and we'll for the know wise for certain. <laughs> yeah, and 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 we'll know. We'll we'll know for sure by their trip to Denver at the beginning of December. So um, by that time, they'll basically be done playing on the road. Yep. You are um, correct, my friend. And that's uh, kind except of Except for nice a couple thing, of trips but, to Alaska. But, but but then you can't get too comfortable either. No, 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 no. And, and, and we can sit here and we, and, and we can look at the schedule and, and we know there are games they'll have to win. Oh, yeah. Have to win. Now. Okay. We can pick them all right now. Well, absolutely. I mean, uh, the the games that they have zero margin for error already, right? In, um, you know, you can split with Minnesota State at home, and it might hurt you a little bit, but in the long run, that's not going to hurt you all that much. No. Nope. Um, same thing you, with Minnesota on Thanksgiving weekend. You know, but if you lose, <laughs> and this is not I a not. <laughs> That yeah, one right I, over your head, you just weren't even going to touch it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, that we, we're going to spend a lot of time on that weekend, I'm sure. Um, but one of those other, uh, um, yeah, I don't want to really, I don't care about that other maroon and gold team, but, you know, those will be big games. Um, but, you know, with we, we love Rico Blasi, but you can't lose to St. Thomas at home. No, no, and they're going to be can't. a much better hockey team. You just can't. I mean, they're going to be, be much better, better but you so still can't lose. So is that CC them. team. You know, um, we love Coach Zombo, but let's face it, you can't lose those games either. Yep. So, okay, take it away, my friend, and we'll uh, we'll get ready for another show tomorrow night from the Summer Skate Studios behind the masks. College Hockey West Live on the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue, Las Vegas style. Available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at 5611. South Valley View Boulevard for the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Drury Inns and Suites, now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. 
Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase? Find out how. See your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state-of-the-art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is, in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live, presented by Behind the Mask, and all of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at iTunes, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app, and wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts, all one word. Behind the Mask, College Hockey West Live, and all of our weekly podcasts are part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Very well done, my friend. We will uh, say a big thank you to Leanne Blim, the strength and conditioning coach at Arizona State University. And we'll remind you that tomorrow night, Paul and I will be back for another episode of Analytics and Eyeballs. Tuesday night, it's another College Hockey West Live. And Wednesday, Stephen Marsh and myself will be back with the uh, Great West College Hockey Podcast. And, of course, Thursday night, if you haven't yet, Subscribe because we got some more great interviews and some more uh, things to talk about on the uh, Pro Hockey West Report, the uh, YouTube channel. Pro Hockey West Report is all ready for you. Just uh, get anywhere on our social media pages or go to YouTube, search it, click on it, subscribe, and you will get it as soon as it goes up every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time. All right, we'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. Good night, everybody. Good night.